Today is May 11th, and this is Talking Yanks. The Yankees just took two of three from the Red Sox, one with an eighth inning comeback. Technically, they had comebacks or late inning rallies in every single game. It was an exciting series. We're going to get into it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, what's up, everybody? Here's the deal. The Yankees just lost. They took two of three from the Red Sox, but they lost the last game. And I'm not getting suckered in to not doing a happy podcast. If it was reversed, if you reverse games two and three, we are stoked. We are jumping for joy. So let's just act like the games were reversed. This was a good series. That's what I want to say right off the bat. But what I should have said right off the bat is my name's John Boy, and I'm coming to you from Northern California, and I have my co-host here, Jake. He's coming to you from Denver. Jake's originally a Connecticut boy. I lived in New Jersey and Connecticut and some other places. We are transplanted Yankee fans. Jake, hello. Jimmy, hey, hi, how are you? Good series, great stretch. But it is funny, coming off a loss, we come in with this, okay, let's just talk Yanks, where if if we had a walk-off win, we'd be going (coughs) bonkers right now. But that's okay. We'll make level-headed decisions and then say a couple things that are a little crazy. Why not? That's the nature of the beast. Baseball's a crazy sport. From from end of the last pitch – to the first pitch of the next game, whatever you're feeling stays with you. You can't shake it. You can't shake it. It's so hard to do. And then once first pitch comes, all all, all new hope and shit is on the line. Does not how this happens? This was a good series. The Yankees were the Yankees. I don't even actually. You know what? Like I, w- I want to say the Yankees are playing good baseball, but it's kind of hard to say. They're playing gutsy baseball. They're playing full of heart. Clutch. Clutch, like would, some, there's would, some weird stats out there. Would you straight up just say they're playing good baseball right now? Because I know they're 17 and one now, 17 and two. It sounds obnoxious, but we say they're not playing good baseball. Yes, they're playing good baseball. It just happens to be extra timely, and it's it's Glaber as a prospect. There's not one thing you go, oh, 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 oh. He's incredible at that. It's just a lot of good things. Actually, no, the starting pitching staff will be the highlight of this stretch. The team was scoring runs. They were all timely, but the starting pitching was was incredible for this stretch. Yeah, it's really clutch. And you know what? Clutch is king. That's what we always say on this podcast. You know what we need to talk about, Jake? I've backed myself into this pistachio thing. Yeah, you're in a tough spot. Super tough spot because people are using the hashtag uh, power of the pistachio. I call them rally bullets. It's fun. I always wanted to you know, start a little thing and have people like say it back to me. It's super fun. I love it. But pistachios are expensive. And then I found out not that healthy for you. Maybe you should start chewing the shell. No. Slow you down a little bit. No, no. But we need to get a, if I keep this up. Sponsorship. We need to get a sponsorship. I texted our dude. I texted our guy. I said, "Hey, I, I, I bet he thought it was a joke. I, I bet he thought it was <laughs> a joke." I'm eating pistachios like it's going out of style. Yo, so I, Katie was. I was like, Katie, I'm eating a lot of pistachios. My girlfriend. She's like, that can't be healthy. We Google it. It's not healthy. They're like, if you eat a small amount, it's good. So 
She's like, how much have you been eating? It says if you eat a cup. A cup, Jake. A cup is about two handfuls. I ate two handfuls in that bat. Yeah, I saw that trash can picture that you have out there is actually like pretty gross. Yeah. A lot of statues, brother. <laughs> it's weight. And I can't, I, I was on Periscope and I was like, all right, I'm not going to eat them when we're pitching. They're only for rallies. But you know how you and I both are. You put something in front of me, eat the whole thing. If I wasn't, oh yeah. If I wasn't exiled from the pistachio chat after the initial one, we could like in Oklahoma City, they used to be the stash bros. We could be the pistachio bros. Yeah. But no, you're out. Now it's just, now it's just you getting fat. So. Well, I counterbalanced it. I didn't eat breakfast, and then I just had a straight plate of veggies for lunch. And now we I do need <laughs> <laughs> this. This is just a great, a great story that <laughs> will show us to to the fans a little more. <laughs> when you said if there's food in front of us, <laughs> one one time, me and Jimmy showed up to our fantasy baseball draft, and we did the guy like, oh, we got to bring something besides like beers for ourselves to drink. So we brought probably like. 12 beers, and then we were like, oh, we'll get some chips and salsa. <laughs> Me and Jimmy <laughs> ate all the chips and dip by ourselves. And then one of our buddies goes to us like <laughs> pretty far into the draft. He goes, so, guys, how are those chips? Whoops. <laughs> oh, if you put a snack in front of Jake or I, I will. when we filmed our short, short film, our web series – like one of the things that you have to do as a, uh, as a director is like you have to have snacks for the crew on set. So I had to buy snacks for our mic guy and our video. You said specifically candy. Yes. You're supposed to have candy on set because it's like a little – like people that can control their eating a little bit of sugar. So I bought like M&Ms. Jake and I just finished them like by day one. Oh, I was so sick. Yeah, so sick. All right, baseball. Like baseball. We are scratching – the Swinging Buns, Gapper, Big Stinky Cheese. For now. We don't know what you guys know. We like the Jakey's burn. It gets us through more topics. But we still want to talk about the off-the-field stuff. So we're it's mostly just an injury report and stuff. So we're going to call this uh, the Ellsbury Report. The Ellsbury Report. The Ellsbury Report. We, they, uh, some little things you might like. A lot of stuff you probably dislike. And injuries. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through that. Bird. Started playing. He did some rehab games. Yeah. He said they said he smashed a home run off whoever he plays down there in rehab games. And now he's officially or like they weren't even they were extended spring training. Now he's a now he's officially doing rehab games. I think he has first one tonight. Not sure how he did. He posted an Instagram of him doing the silly pose and just said, Sup, I like that. That was good. Couple couple of the couple of the boys got after him. Uh Rob Ref. Yeah. Who who's still the the young guys on the team reach out to him for like all their Instagram jokes, which is kind of silly. Like when they posted that, a bunch of them were like, "Yo, Ref, get him!" Yeah, I think Ref makes fun of him. Ref Snyder. Um, he was like a, a good guy down there. I guess like everyone liked him. He's got Ref Snyder has glowing quotes about Gary Sanchez. Nice. They're pretty cool. When you were saying that, another dream job popped in my head. I know one of your dream jobs is bullpen catcher. Yeah, well, I think I I think I can be the post spring training pitcher. That's like, wow, Greg Bird looked really good today. And it's just me throwing him 65 miles per hour <laughs> what I'm saying. as he ropes him over the fence. Who's he playing in those extended spring training games? Like high school kids? That like, <laughs> Can we play extended spring training? <laughs> Sign us up. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I got a knuckleball that doesn't knuckle and a fastball that's not fast. Two pitches. <laughs> <laughs> those are my two pitches. <laughs> Whatever you want to do with them. Okay, so uh, he they said 10 to, tw- 10 to 20 days, which, I mean, if it's closer to 10 – Bird could be back real soon. 
which we know. We said at, fr- from the beginning of the injury, it was I, like late May was optimistic. So we have to temper it. We're used to this, but I'm excited if Bird can come back. Yeah, and this is a pretty low-key analysis, but the fact that he's posting that picture of him kind of in the dugout grinning must mean he's feeling pretty good and he's happy where, where he's at right now. So we'll, uh, we'll see you maybe, maybe in a week and a half, something like that, which would be pretty cool. I, I like that Bird posts those pics because he, he's silly and he knows that people are going to roast him, but he does, he's like, that's part of He's in on it. Yeah. He's not like, yeah, so that's good. Uh, okay, and then Drury. He drew. Blinded by the light. Set up like a deuce, another runner in the night. He was I think, I think wrapped up. Wrapped up like, yeah, blinded by the light. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Good blinded, blinded by a deuce. And- Brandon Drury still having problems. We got like Cashman went on the yeah. fan and said he was going to be back soon, and there was not a problem, and we both thought he would be back for the series maybe. And then Drury came out and uh, like setbacks or something and said, no, actually, seems like a long ways out. For the, the, the This is actually not bad news because Drury – they found out what's wrong with his eyesight. That's got to be fantastic for him. And if he's going to play for us for the next four years, fantastic for us. They figured it out. That's great. Now they have time to solve it. Can you imagine if we had, if Andy Har was just like a suck bag or like, you know, it was someone struggling every single day at third. Andy Har's giving Drury time to fix this problem, which will then change the rest of his career, hopefully, because he's playing blind, blurry vision. So... Or are you upset that he's that he's like set back? Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Drury situation? I mean, the term setback, you had a pretty good positive spin there, but setback rarely a good term. I I mean, you but just it's want not a, it's not a baseball. It's not a setback though. It's just he's not recovered yet. Right. I mean, but they thought he was going to be recovered, so you could say it's a setback. That's a little semantic-y. but uh, you just want him healthy and playing baseball. I mean. I've made this comparison a couple times and nobody's ripped my head off yet, but I could see Andujar being this year's Clint. It looks like he has a couple minor holes in his game and the way the roster might play out. He might see some AAA time when Drury is ready. Again, Andujar has a very high ceiling, so that may not be the right play. We, we need to see it literally play out. Get better, Drury. We'll, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing that we're not begging for Drury back. Uh, not that I don't, yeah. not that I don't want him back. I still think he's a plus player and will help the team when he's on the roster. But it's nice that, like he, like Greg Bird, when when all his nonsense was going on last year and Carter was being a literally human walking dumb newspaper at first yes. base, it was like Bird, come on, Bird, come on. It's nice that we can kind of be like, all right, Jerry, go fix yourself, like for the rest of your yeah. life, because what you're dealing with sounds terrible. Yeah, uh, very true. But I, I think Cashman was just like. Because Cashman was the one that said he's come back soon, and that's such a like that's like when Clint Frazier tweeted Monday, like what Monday? Yeah, uh, I think that's all. Is that all? Awesome? I, I always forget to start tweeting that. Yeah, you always say you're going to Canely. I think tomorrow. Tomorrow's what Friday. Yeah. I mean, should I tweet Monday or Friday? Whatever you want. Good call. Yeah, do you, man? Canely is close to coming back. No set time, and we we will get into that because that's. That's probably the biggest issue of the series. The bullpen's series. kind of the stinky cheese, if we had to, if we had to call it something. But let's go into Jakey's burn. burn, burn, baby, burn, Bernie Williams, Disco Neil Walker show. Oh, the Jakey burn. Brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. You want to win? 
a jersey, you can by buying one. You win one. You pay for it. It shows up on your doorstep from AffordableJerseys.com. $99.99. Go get yourself a Glaber. Do you know if the Yankees swept, there was going to be $5 off for all no. all Yankees jerseys? No. Too sexy. <laughs> but they didn't sweep. So it's $99.99. Uh, so go get yourselves an affordable jersey at affordablejerseys.com. Can, can we lock that in for next Yankee sweep? Like the if the team scores 120, everyone gets free Taco Bell. If next Yankee sweep, we get five dollar discount on jerseys. Maybe. I think that may make. We'll, ta- we'll talk. We'll make. We'll make it a conversation. I think that should have happened off air because now everyone will be like, "Well, I'll just fucking wait for the next sweep and not buy one now." Well, it's like it's a little peer pressure, a little this. We'll see. So if you buy one now, it's like extra credit. We don't sweep a lot. We sweep a lot. We got Oakland coming up. Walked in straight from Oakland. Holding my hat like the U.S. Open <laughs> trophy. Nice. Word up to hyphy. Y'all don't know me. Dirt nasty. Yeah. If if you know Bay Area rap, Jimmy Jimmy's not Jimmy's well versed in a lot of things. Bay Area rap is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get down with two short. Blow the whistle, baby. All right, let's go to Jakey's Burn. You trying to burn? Burn, Jakey, burn. Disco Neil Walker. All right, you ready? You got me on the clock? Yeah, I do. Right in my, I forgot that we time it, actually. But now, now, coming up, right about now, is the place to be. Got you on the clock, on your market set, go. Big series, Yankees, Red Sox at the stadium in the Bronx. Yankees come in one game back of the Red Sox after being back seven and a half to start the season. Yankees coming in on a crazy stretch of baseball with their ace on the mound, Luis Severino. He comes in. He does ace stuff, six innings pitch, two earned runs, 11 Ks. He was filthy. I thought it was funny. Jimmy put the note in there. Game didn't feel fun, and the game didn't feel that fun. The only offense early was Giancarlo Stanton, who hit two home runs. That's right, two home runs, one to left field, one to right field. Pause. Right. Yep. Pause. Let's talk about Giancarlo Stanton's home run swing and how much he's crushing lefty pitchers. Yeah. What would you like to go and do first? Let's talk about his swing. Those were his swing, Jake. It doesn't compute with my brain. I tried to tweet that out and autocorrect that son of a bitch, changed it to Giancarlo Stanton's swing doesn't computer with my brain, which is not what I was trying to say. I tried to make this comparison in spring training. It's almost like the way he stands is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, a. But it's almost like, you know how you see a ton of sluggers when they're on a fastball or they turn on it too early? You see that fly ball down the left field line. A lot of guys like Coney in the booth would say, hey, that's just a long strike for the pitcher. With the way Giancarlo stances, he figured out he can get around on those fastballs and still straighten them out. And now, essentially, his home runs to center field are to right field. I don't know. It doesn't look like baseball. He's just a giant human putting the barrel of the bat on the ball. When it works, it's very pretty. When it doesn't, pretty ugly. I still think it's ugly when it works. And like we, we saw Judge and CeCe making fun of his swing right after he yeah. hit a home run, which is the pinnacle. Like your swing is so ugly and weird that you just smash a home run and everyone's making fun of your swing. And it's really interesting because sometimes I... <laughs> Hey, late night with Jake Storielli. Sometimes I think about Austin Romine. Um, <laughs> but Austin Romine going to that inverted stance, and you wonder 
you wonder so for someone like Austin Romine, he's a backup catcher. He's a guy that is a grinder. He's on the team. He's supposed to be good defensively, not a great hitter, kind of thick. Every backup catcher that has ever lived is what Austin Romine is, right? Got a dirt spot permanently stuck on his face. <laughs> yeah. But he goes into this offseason, he goes with that funky inverted stance, and he's been solid so far. And you wonder if it's if that can turn into a new concept of hitting where it's that gives you more time to get the barrel of the bat on the ball and you could just slap it to right field. I don't know. It's funny to watch, but I don't know. Gian- Giancarlo's getting warm. I think I think everyone's seeing that. Do you think Gary Sheffield has watched the close stance and seen Stan turn what would be foul balls into now home runs? And Gary Sheffield's like, you son of a bitch. Because remember how many foul balls Gary Sheffield used yeah. to hit? Right, right, right left of the foul pole. They called it like the chef's corner, and they wore chef's hat there. It would have been too much, though, if he was inverted doing the Sheffield tomahawk. The pitcher would have been like, excuse no. me, Gary. Stop the game. Gary, <laughs> do you know what's your... Do you know where you are? <laughs> Giancarlo versus Chase and Shreve is almost back-to-back batter and pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That is, they're weird. like angled at each other. You know the the with the, the, the wiffle ball field in my backyard. How in right field it was a shorter porch, it was, but it had like sure. a thirty foot fence. So every now and then I'd try to go inverted and just say, just poke one over the short porch. Yeah. It's a green monster and right, but not green monster. Right, go, but and then I never, it never ever worked out. Couldn't do it. Also, I wasn't. Well, you're bad. No, no, no. At wiffle ball in my backyard, I was pretty good. You're pretty good. True. Yeah, true. Thanks. All right. Anything else on Giancarlo? That was a Giancarlo pause. It's cool that he crushes lefties. Uh, not that cool that it's so drastic. Like I actually kind of don't like it. Like, oh, he's got a one point. Point one one point five OPS against lefties. It's like, man, that's so awesome. But the dude uh, hit both of them the same. Like, hit righties good too. Yeah, he's seeing it. It is funny in baseball when you can tell guys are seeing it better. Yeah, they, like him and I'll mention him for the first time, Disco Neil Walker. You can just tell the way they're taking pitches is so much better than where they were earlier in the season. All right, game one. You got twenty seconds left. Back to the burn. On your mark, get set, go. All right. On the other side was Drew Pomeranz, DrewPom.com. He didn't have his best stuff, but he somehow fought through six innings. And I, Jimmy noted that the game never seemed fun. It was because Severino is weirdly dominant and just does his thing. And then meanwhile, Drew Pomeranz was almost doing the opposite, and the game got dull for a little bit. Heath Embry came in. I don't know why the Red Sox would ever use him against us. Yankees put together a nice little rally. Judge gets the hit off of Joe Kelly. Tough situation for Joe Kelly, knowing you're going to get booed like that uh, with runners on base. But Yanks get to him, and the bullpen came in and was just dominant. I I booked a flight while Chapman was on the mound. That's how confident I was in him. When I do Periscope and it's a save situation and Chapman's on the mound, I'm delayed because I watch on a stream because we're in I'm in California. Right. So when I I mute the chat, which sucks because I like talking to people. When we're hitting, because that getting like the home run spoiled is it just it's just not not why you watch sports. I had a little of that on Instagram with talking Yanks. Yeah, yeah, you got to hide the comments. But yeah. when Chapman's pitching in the safe situation, I don't hide it, and I talk with people, and they're like, "Dude, hide the chat so we don't spoil it for you." I'm like, "Nah, it's spoiled, man. Chapman's gonna close the game. It's spoiled. I, how are you gonna spoil he, a certainty?" Is this the best he's been? Like on the Yankees? Is that a weird no, question? Is, is no. that too is that too talk radio y? No, because before we traded him to the Cubs, he was pretty Yeah. But I don't know if he was he wasn't doing his crazy stare then. 
Yeah, he's got the stare. I think, you know, spin rate, the only number that matters in baseball. I think that stuff's there. He's he's just looks so dominant where I don't know, in in the past little bit haven't felt this confident. All it's right. a good thing. That's, uh, that's all we got. I mean, Neil started it off with a double. Glaber had a nice walk. Guardy had a nice walk. Judge comes up with the bases loaded and hits a single past short and third to score the go-ahead run. Chapman closes down. We won't get into the details on that because we have a lot of that will probably be covered in awards. Let's go to game two. The other, the other note that was there that I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to get it over with. The Gary passed ball that led to a run. Do we want to say anything? He's subpar at defense. He's no, no, no. That's not even true. Subpar at blocking. He's subpar at blocking. And every now, like I mean, dude, it's he's subpar at blocking. When it hurts, it gets, the, when it hurts it, the team, it's very bad. But dude, I, I, people are like, you never, you always defend him, yo. Because everyone, there's a, there's a contingent of Yankee fans who want to hate. I think we talked about this. They want yeah. to hate Gary. You listen to Mike and Mike Francesa. The people call in. They want to hate him. They say, ben, it's crazy, Jake. And I don't even want to address them because I think they're fucking assholes and not worth noticing. Like, they want to hate Gary. Gary is a plus player. And even defensively, he does more things that helps us than hurts us. Every catcher has passed balls. Gary has more. Sometimes they hurt us. He's been better this year. But it's bad. And, and it hurt us, but the team picked him up. But it's like Cano. Like, people just wanted to hate Cano. And they just want to hate Gary. People just want it. Like, it's so fucking annoying. I gave you 10 seconds, so I just want you to know how that feels when I'm burning. I didn't I didn't want I skipped it. You made me talk about it because I knew I would I gave you 10 seconds though. But and something that gets overlooked in tonight's game, Christian Vasquez, who's supposed to be a defensive freak, doesn't have hitting numbers in the same realm as Gary, never mind a lot of MLB players. He gave up when Joe Kelly, a power reliever, came in, he gave up a a pass ball that gave up the tying run, but you're not going to hear anything in Boston media about Christian Vasquez. It's, it's a lot of scope stuff, Jim. It's annoying. It was bad. It hurt the team. It wasn't it fun, the team. but Hey, this was a three, two victory <laughs> where, and where, where we beat the Sox to tie him at for first place in the AL East when we'd never come back. The Yanks are done. My, my Boston accent's starting to turn into, what's that movie where Adam Sandler has his face smushed in the whole time? Little Nicky? Little Nicky. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler does so many movies where it's like, hey, what's the worst possible infliction I could add to my voice? <laughs> How are we going to get through this? What is, what is better? Uh, I was a bad, bad, bad. What was that? That was a bad water boy. I, I can't even think of it. Try to do water boy real quick. What's what's his name in the movie? Bobby Boucher. You think Bobby Boucher could play football for the Bulldogs? Something like that. It's not Dude, good. that was good. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Thanks, the man. remember the time Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime? <laughs> That's the best part. Of yeah. The movie. Remember the time Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> that was better. That's better. I'd ease it into a it. A lot better than whatever you did the first yeah, time. I needed to hear you. Pie haircutted freak. I needed to hear yours to your expert one for me to get a realm of what it was. All right, Jakey's burned game two Thanks, on man. your mark. You went a minute twenty last time, so tighten it up, bud. Yeah. Yeah. 
I need Mark. Hey, that, babe. I need Mark. Get set. Go. Game two in the Bronx. Tanaka on the mound. Tanaka Porcello. Porcello's given the Yankees some trouble in the past. Yankees look pretty good against some Porcello's final line came out to 5.1 innings, eight hits, five earned runs, three walks, three K. Tanaka on the other side didn't have his grade A stuff. Also 5.1 innings, also eight hits. The Lindas want you to open the door. He gave, gave up four earned runs. The problem was Swag Green came in. He got lit up, lit up, 1.2 innings, two earned runs. A lot of controversy around the bullpen these days. Um, let's see. Shreve came in. He was not good. Holder did his Houdini impression. Guardy with two doubles. Judge scoring him one. Stanton next. Two sack fly RBI from Hicks. Gary. Neal starts another rally. Glaber with another pro walk. Guardy with a huge triple. Great call by John Sterling. So much better than everything I've just done. The cherry on top. Judge gets to Craig Kimbrell, their closer with the terrible beard. And what was just, uh, you, you're not that you're getting known for this, but you do your Hercules reaction. Mm -hmm. You kind of bring your arms in gator style and do that. I just let out shrieks. Go, ooh. <laughs> All right, all right. A minute, a minute twenty. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of already done. I, I was analyzing I what happened. I didn't pause because I thought that was your best burn yet. I thought you were burning up a storm. What do you want to talk about, Jed? My Hercules caps are really fun to do. Hercules, Hercules. Okay. Uh, but yeah, some people probably don't realize that. Like I know I'm doing that. I, there's a lot to talk about. Let's talk about Tanaka. He didn't have it. He only gave up two hard hit balls. Which, but he did, but he didn't have his stuff. But like, this is this is his bad. It's not. It's not an excuse. It's just weird. It's like no. It's just a thing I'm noticing. Like even when Miami, when he got super banged around, gives up a lot of like ground balls that find holes, bloops in between the infielders and the outfielders, and then and then then he gets beat with his home run. His home run is a 2-0 pitch, and he threw a fastball, and he doesn't have that great of a fastball. Yeah, we we had a lot of talks about the fastball because he throws it the fewest of any starter in the major. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you look at that line and it it shouldn't be what Tanaka can do. 5.1 innings, 8 hits, 4 runs, 2 walks, 3 Ks, 2 home runs. I mean, that's not good. Not, not enough to get it done. He did hand the bullpen the lead, so I don't know yeah. if, if that counts for anything. I think it counts for something small, nothing major, but something small. Yeah, it was more, um, I, I mean, we're, <laughs> we came back to highlight the bad stuff again. The comeback kids were awesome. Barnes, Barnes and Kimbrell got roughed up. We we got to almost we got to their what three best bullpen guys this series. We got to almost their four all of them. best technically. Yeah, I think we got to everyone. Okay, so the biggest moment. Well, we don't need to get into individual performance because we most likely will get into a lot of that in awards. Um, yeah, Guardy had a huge day. Chad Green. Not good. Chad Green doesn't look as dominant this year as he did last year. He still does at times. There's like when he's on, he still looks as dominant as last year. It's not like he's struggling through every performance, but he but they, he, teams are getting to him a little more. I wonder if it's just the scouting report, and now Chad's gonna have to change something and change something up again. I'm not really worried about Chad Green um, at all. Really, I, are you? No, his his ERA after that performance is still two seven. So it's a little bit just expectations with Chad Green now. Last year there was none. It was almost like just watching a wonderkin get after it. And now we have those expectations. And when it doesn't work, we're we're mystified because we know how special he looks when he's on. So we scored two runs in the second game on the sack fly, Jake. Sack fly. I don't know the stats behind it. 
But so far, I would think this team is so much better at getting that guy in from third than last year. Yeah, and I, I think that's been a big part of the winning streak because actually earlier in this year, I, I was having a couple flinches where they were guy on third, less than two outs, and they weren't getting it done. Lately, and it's part of a you know 17, 17 and one stretch, is that they've been doing a really good job of, of getting that in. And shout out to Joe's McFly. Sack Fly is underrated. Yep. And, uh, and Glaber, uh, Neil starts the uh, rally again with a double. Glaber with another pro walk. Gardy with the big hit. We will get into that. Let's go. You ready to game three? Anything else you want to talk about game two? Game two felt fun. Game two was a lot game of fun. Game two was fun. It felt like a good Yankees-Red Sox boxing match a little bit. And uh, How about Boone saying it was Bedlam in the Bronx in May? Like it, He said the crowd got his attention. Yeah. Pretty cool. It is cool, man. That place is gonna be. I, I'm excited when I when I go there in June to go to some games. Maybe you'll be with me for some. And uh, like that, I'm excited. All right, you ready for game three? It just happened. Hicks stolen base in game two. Um, guess it doesn't need to be mentioned, but he tried to do a sneaky steal, and Ump was like, "Uh, Hicks, time was called." Yeah. <laughs> so he was so embarrassed about that. He was like, F- I got to steal it for real It's now. kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. He thought he tricked oh. the – like, imagine if that happened in high school or Little League. Like, you'd feel like such an asshat. Like, you're, like, looking around. You're like, no one's paying attention to me. I can just go right now. Should I go right now? No one's paying attention to me. I'm going. I'm fucking going. And then you go, and you get the third, and you're, like, waiting for applause. You're waiting for the other team to be like, ah, oh, fuck, damn it. We, oh, we let them slip. And they're just like, uh, dude, it's time. Time's been called. Time was out, bro. <laughs> Go back to second, you dummy. So he was so embarrassed, he immediately stole third. Smart. Um, so in the end, it worked out, and he got the last laugh. I another number that's jumping off off the page for this game that actually matters, not the Hicks stolen base. Five for ten, the team was with players in scoring position. Red Sox were zero for six. We also we had we turned two double plays this game. Which, that's nice. You get two outs in one play for, for those at home. How many people do you think listen to the show at their house? I don't know. Probably a few. A few. Put a percentage on it. Getting their breakfast ready and stuff. Uh, 15%. Not going to argue that. Okay. Game three. On your mark, get set, go. Game three was tonight. Uh, Diaz de Mayo. Why is he saying that? Yankees are looking for a sweep. I should have mentioned that they took a one-game lead in the AL East. Uh, after that game. So they come in looking for the sweep. Sox want to fight it off as hard as they can. Uh, CeCe, he didn't have an incredible tonight night tonight. We can talk about the ump if we want. Uh, Rodriguez for the Sox was, like, weirdly good. He was just pitching around guys and getting the big out he really needed to get. His stat line looks great. Five innings pitch, eight Ks, three walks. We had a rain delay. Woo-woo, rain delay. Um, to try to slow down Rodriguez and the Sox. Uh, kind of works. Holder comes in. He does his job. Delhi comes in for an inning. We'll circle back on that. Does his job. Barnes for the Sox. I was surprised. They put in Embry. Never put in an Embry against the Yanks. Just a mistake. They get the rally going again. Disco Neal's the only consistent. That's all you really need to know. Yankees tied up at 4-4. What a fun inning. The Bronx is ripping again. There's rain in the air. The atmosphere is going. When it was 4-0, you were wondering, is this the end of the streak? They got it to 4-4. You're like, okay, we got this. Red Sox Nation is clenching their schwinkties. Can you say that? But Tances comes in for a second inning, point of controversy. He gives up a home run to J.D. Martinez, which 
uh, we're going to talk about later, so I'm not going to talk about it now. He finishes out the inning. The Yankees get a rally going in the eighth. They can't push a run across. Joe Kelly threw a filthy changeup to Neil Walker to get him out. I wish I didn't have to mention that. Kimbrell came in, did his job. Yankees lose 5-4, to four, but they win the series, um, and they're tied for first place in the ALEs. Burn, Jakey, burn! Burn, okay. Jakey, burn! I didn't even pause you, dude, because like you're, right. you're just you're getting good at it. You're on a roll. I didn't want to pause you. Um, also, like the big thing to talk about. Let's see if there's any little things I can find. CC didn't have his stuff. Odd, because all the numbers said he should have been good tonight, but he wasn't. Shake it off. The ump did kind of fuck him. Uh, I am I am never never one to pin a loss on an ump. You learn that. Anyone that plays sports learns that at maybe what five six years old that the ump doesn't yeah. win or lose you games. Um, you win or lose you games. But there was some calls and like, he, it was just weird because it wasn't consistent. He was a little tighter on CC than he was on the Yankees. But I even hate voicing that opinion. Cause I think I just sound like such a criny, criny. That's my version of crybaby and whiny criny. I sound criny. Wow. New word alert. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I mean, there's, I'm no no actual fact here. Here we go. Jakey, Jakey non-fact. There's probably 10 borderline pitches a game that really affect each side. And I, I would say this might sound dramatic that seven of those pitches went the Red Sox way. Seven out of 10. The biggest one was the 3-0 to Glaber. I mean, that was a big one. That, that changed a lot. Um, the Shreve... When when Shreve walked Betts in the ninth inning, there was two pitches that easily could have been strikes there. What Paul O'Neill had a great one on the Glaber one that he said that <laughs> Glaber just struck out and he goes, that should have been ball six. Yeah, and that's what Boone <laughs> said. Boone yelled, yeah. that's ball five, not even fucking close. Do you like seeing Boone yelling in the dugout? Oh, yeah. Got to like it. You can't, like, I, I get kind of annoyed with the people who are like, oh, I need to see the fire. I need to see the fire. Because, like, oh, you don't need to see the fire. But when, like, Boone is yelling, you do like to see it. Yeah, it's 17, 17 and one streak. <laughs> so like, you don't need to see the fire. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. There, there was a couple close pitches that leaned Red Sox away. You can't blame a game on that. The Yanks still very much had their chances. I guess the biggest talking point from the internet, which I think you and me are going to disagree a little bit on, is Dylan Batances coming in for the second inning. He comes in for the second inning. His final line ended up being two innings pitch, one hit, one run, three Ks. The home run to J.D. Martinez. I'll, I'll let you go first, Jim. Well, I mean, we did say... It's weird because Dellen looked good in that second inning, and that home run is a really cheap home run, which we benefit too from, so I'm not really complaining. But it's a it's a wall scraper, and it was a nice pitch that J.D. flicked out. So it's weird because it's not like Dellen imploded, but it is also weird, and Michael K. even said it on the broadcast, the statistics are there. If Dellen pitches a second inning, whether he looks great like he did tonight and just a mistake happens or he implodes, a run's going to score. So the way Shreve looked the next inning, we could have used Shreve after Delhi there with D-Rob to save it if we took the lead. I understand it's tied, so you don't want to burn through relievers when you're already short. I understand we're handcuffed. I don't know if I'm really yelling that you can't put Boone, that you can't put Patances in. 
I know the stats say it's very risky. The stats say it's very risky, but without like without you're not going to put Hale in. You're not going to put Cole in. Chapman's unavailable. You want to save D Rob if you take the lead in the ninth. Your only other option is Shreve. If you take out Batanzas and then use Shreve, you're fucked for extra innings or if it stays close. Batanzas looks sharp. It's just an unlucky pitch. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. A little bit. If if Shreve comes in and gives up a home run to JD Martinez, I bet people are louder that they should have kept Patances in for JD Martinez. I don't think so, that. I think everyone just knows. I think, uh, think lefty righty. If Martinez got him, I think they would have been louder. I don't think anyone. I don't. I, I don't think many people would be yelling. You should have put Patances. I think. I think a lot of people understand that we're we're handcuffed. The people that like look at the game logically and don't just yell. Why'd you do Patances, Boone? You fucking idiot! Like the people. Those people will always be those people. But the people that look at the full situation and the lack of death on my Periscope, a lot of people are like, "Well, why are Kale, why are Cole and Hale on the team if you're not going to use them?" It's like, dude, it was a tie game. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? We had three options. We had three pitchers. So, so this is the this is if we're to do a callback to our old episodes, which was from a, a, a week ago. The big stinky cheese is we need Canely back, and we need to win some big games to give our bullpen a rest. Yeah, and so so a couple other things because I I do want to give there there is a little bit of another side of the story there because last year Batanzas when he pitched more than one inning he had a zero ERA six games nine point two innings zero ERA 2016 14 games 19 innings 3.66 ERA 2015 29 games 40 innings 2.21 ERA. So this year he's now six innings in like a 10-8 ERA, something like that. So this year he hasn't been good, but he does have a history of being able to do it somewhat. So for any you know month into a season argument you're going to give for Brett Gardner slumps or anything like that, you could spin that to Batances. And man, it you know it does feel bad to hide behind this, but at about 29 other stadiums, that's a fly ball out to right field. But Yankee Stadium tonight, it was one foot far enough. Judge still almost had it. Yo, um, how funny! Everyone, everyone secretly wanted to hate those kids. Well, how funny but was they it knew when Judge still would have missed it? No, people on my periscope were acting like Judge still would have caught it. No way. I don't think so. No. But how no. funny was it when that kid realized he caught it? Because Judge looked at the kid like, "Yo, dude, yeah. get the fuck out of my way!" And that that kid made eye contact with Judge, and he tried to hide his glove underneath the wall. That was hilarious. Yeah. And then his that friend, was... his friend, saw the ball, and uh, and like tried to celebrate, and he didn't realize the other that the kid was trying to hide that he caught it. Yeah, that was that was a very fun moment. Well, it was unfun because they lost lead, but hilarious to watch that kid scramble. Oh, in his when brain. They, what, did you when they first showed it in slow motion? It was hilarious. He caught it, eyes lit up. He just caught a major league home run, and then he realized the potential circumstances, and he like froze up and was. And then when his buddy looked at him, he's like, "Dead man walking," almost. Which, yeah, it, hey, is what it is. You definitely you have to track Delhi going forward this year. You, and I in an ideal world, the next time he goes into a game, he pitches an inning, and the Yanks are up two runs. Then maybe they get a couple runs. They're up four. You let him go out for that second inning so he can try to get there. But yeah, this this year he has not been able to do that. I hope Canley comes back and we don't have to stretch Dellen. And and I I hope we don't. Yeah, I still don't want him going two innings. 
We uh, he's I looked mean, so good in his last like the first inning of his last I think ten outings. He's been yeah. lights out. So that's a good stretch. So just let him be that guy. He's good at being that guy. Well, let's t- finish off on bullpen, and then we can circle back on the rest of the series. Because you mentioned a great point with AJ Cole and David Hale. They're guys that are supposed to be on there as long men in a situation where we're down a couple runs, something like that, blowout game. They mentioned the days between each of their uses, and it's pretty crazy when we're needing bodies out there. Is there any – and the Yankees have some young arms who could potentially be up there. I mean, do do we question anything with that roster-wise? I mean, it – I think you and me are going to have the same answer in cash we trust. You have to juggle the 40-man. Teams aren't normally set up to (laughs) handle a 17-game close winning streak. But we've essentially had two guys in our bullpen that we haven't used over the streak. Yeah, I mean... Which is a talking point. Well, that's... That's because the situations in which we would use them haven't come up. I think the, the the issue there is that we're playing in too many close games, not the makeup of our roster. Uh, and, and the injuries, Warren and Canley would be used a lot, but we can't use them. Yeah. 40-man handcuffs you, and I don't know. I mean, we're going to bring David up some Hale guy. Hale show, man. Uh, you, uh, you want Hale out there? I'd rather I'd rather two inning Batances than Hale or A.J. Cole with a tie game in the eighth. I just want to hear you say that. Okay, let's go into awards, shall we? Shall, well, any anything else that we need to wrap up with the series defensively, offensively, fun plays, anything you need to Judge made out? a diving play. Judge threw out uh, Vasquez yeah. at second easily. That's about it, I remember. Do we want to say anything about like the Red Sox? Is that weird? Uh, I'm glad Benintendi, Benintendi hit one homer. I don't like Benintendi. Mookie Betts is the real deal. He's really good. Their starting pitchers should scare me, but they don't. Han- Hanley's back in scary form, and J.D. Martinez looks good. Yeah, I'm still not fully scared of J.D. I should be. I, I know I should be, but I'm not. Hanley has always scared me, even when he was pitiful. Still. Yeah, he was our he was our fear factor last year. Uh, Vasquez, I I like couldn't think less of a guy. Yeah, I've taken a I've taken a full turn on Devers, man. He looks oh he like looked a, bad. Not, a not good third baseman and a fastball hitter in a league that doesn't throw fastballs anymore. You know what I really don't like about Vasquez is he pounds his glove down on like if if he's setting up yeah. outside he pounds his glove down inside to let them know like I'm over here, and that's like you see a little leaguer do that and you're like dude you're doing too much like everyone knows <laughs> that the sound is just of your glove that's not a real thing, and he did it like every time. I couldn't yeah, think. Li- I couldn't think last like, quest. You like to see an old catcher do that like once in a game, and you're like, "Wow, he's he's really digging into his bag of tricks for this one." If you do that every player, you're like, "Yep, eh, easy guy." I still dislike Ben Intendi in kind of a fun way. Like I think he's a loser, but that like it's kind of like a half joke, half serious way. Vasquez, I, I really think nothing of him. Like, is he supposed to be the catcher, of the future of their catcher? Is he supposed? To I be mean, the- he he's supposed to be a defensive guy. I think Sweetheart. Is supposed to be Swihart or whatever. Yeah, Blake. Yeah, um, but well, I mean, they're supposed to like like Vasquez. Like his defense is supposed to be special enough that he can carry that. I mean, if we want to talk about people like that, Jackie Bradley Jr. Holy smokes! Yo, I haven't seen someone look that lost at the plate like ever. He looked worse level. than Carter. He looked it, versus Sevy. Man, that was sad. 
It was bad. And I'll I'll make it a spin for all of our Red Sox listeners that listen to talking. When he plays good defense in center field, Jackie Bradley pretty cool, but his hitting is unexcusable <laughs> right now. Like he's he's kind of got to go. They got to shift. They got to get JD in the outfield. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I don't watch every Red Sox game, so take my opinions right. on them for what it's worth. Let's get into awards. I think final thing we we, we mentioned it briefly. No one in the Sox bullpen is safe against us. Kimbrel's good, but we got to him, so that's something that is in our back pocket for the rest of the season. Kimbrel, really good. Judge getting into him is pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's and that's guarding. like that's like the Troy scene. Like you send your best, we'll send our best. Yeah, that Thessalonian is the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name. Is there no one else? Is there no one else? Talking Troy. Best opening scene to a movie. That wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, that, that the rest of the movie is just like... <laughs> First five minutes of that movie is awesome. If you see Troy's on TV and it's just starting, you have to watch that scene. But then you're totally done with the rest of the movie. Match that when you see 8 Mile on TV. You just know right. when's the ending coming. Okay, I'll flip back to that in the last 20 minutes and watch the rap battle. Don't need anything beforehand. Just join those two movies up. First yeah. scene from yeah. there. and yeah. That's like a good Yo, 30 minute short film right there. I've tweeted that exact tweet. No way. Man, I think it was I think it was a couple years ago. I think I tweeted that exact tweet. This is weird. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. John Boy, Troy, 8 Mile. That would do it. Okay. And, oh my God, January 17th, what year? Oh, last year. Put the opening scene of Troy and the last scene of 8 Mile back to back and you've got yourself a great 20-minute movie. That's weird. Five retweets, 33 likes, three responses. I don't like that. Wow, dude. We just fell into a conversation that I had done before in my brain, and I forgot about it. Life really is cyclical, huh? What would be a good middle movie to make it like one full good – like what's a movie that has a terrible start and a terrible ending? I guess that could be like a lot of comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like when they have the the (laughs) sad ending or like the heartfelt ending and all that. Yeah, Saving Silverman. Uh, We'll figure that out. Awards! 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 Brad? Brad? First award we do, if you're a new listener, is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. We're going to talk about the Pride of the Yankees. I get to go first because Jake went first last week. And my Pride of the Yankees is Aaron Judge. Can't not do it, man. I like doing doing the little, like, saucy side ones that you don't expect. Uh, But Judge, dude, you just, I mean, the home run off Kimbrell. He's 5 for 10 on the series. Three games, 5 for 10. With a home run, with five RBIs, with three runs scored, and four walks. The dude crushes the Red Sox. Made a diving catch, like we said. Gunned down that tubby catcher who tried to run on him, like we said. Great series. He's got the fire and the spunk. Um, he's, he's, dude, it's so funny. You know how, like, last year Judge was so humble and quiet and didn't celebrate after home runs, and everyone said, that's just who he is, that's just who he is. But there's a lot of, like, well, he's a rookie. Can't do that your rookie year. Like that's an old school men, like mentality. Kind of like you can't you can't throw foul balls away, or you right. can't throw batting practice balls away when you're a rookie. And it's like, is that really real? 
And I think that was real. I think the only reason Judge was not celebrating, pimping, swagging, talking on the field last year, it's not because he was this big, humble, just do your job, faithful dude. It was only because it was his first year on the MLB. Because not that he's doing it in a rude way, but he's got a lot more flair on the base paths, base paths this year, and it's really fun to see. How much has he been smiling? He's a smile machine this year. He has this like conniving, coy smile where it always looks like he's up to something. Like, dude, what are you thinking about right now? Yeah. I don't know. Baseball, I bet. I bet he's thinking about baseball all a lot. I think he broke up with his girlfriend. She was probably like, why do you think about baseball so much? And he was like, I like it a lot. I like it. Okay. That's my part of the Yankees. Don't have much to say. Judge. Good. Wow. Dude, good. He's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good series. Mention the defense again. The defense was good. The defense was good. And yeah, and he would have fucking totally caught that ball if those dumb kids didn't get in his way. He was on it. <laughs> He's on it. He would have caught it if the fence was a foot back. I'll say that with confidence. So, but. final line. My pride of the Yankees, Aaron Judge, because he's really good. You're up. I sh- I'll do my pride of the Yankees now? I think I think maybe you should do yours now. I'm going to do my pride of the Yankees. You you essentially left two choices in my head movies. Let's – the first time they're both going to get the sugar, Judge and Stan. I'll, I'm giving it to G-Unit. Um, four for 11, three runs, four RBI, one walk, two home runs. Uh, you just said you just said you just said four RBI as if it was like uh, octopi or uh, what's another animal where you can't do pluralize it? Platypus. <laughs> it's platypi. Platypi. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, four RBI. Yeah. Okay. I like saying that. Um, yeah, he had he had the two home runs. You could see like. In his head, there was, like, a little monkey lifted off his back. Like, the the Bronx will never get off your back until you bring home a title and you play real well. But you saw him in his head almost be like, oh, I got two home runs off of a Red Sox guy and big game. This, this is good. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, man, he, he looks a lot better at the plate. Uh, the lefty-righty thing, I, I think that's going to level out over time. It better. I, I think something of note, and this isn't a positive note to end, Pride of the Yankees, Judge and Stanton, the only two guys to homer in the three games. So, it's a little something. A little something. All right, next up we do... Quick Pride. Quick Pride. Next up we do Yankee Motherfucker. You Yankee Motherfucker. Yankee Motherfucker. Uh, Too many options. Yeah. Um, we lost a game. We lost one game, so uh, I'm going to go first. And it's going to be short and sweet. And it's going to be my man Tanaka. What? Wow. Bad outing. I I expect, wow. I expect more out of Tanaka. Tanaka expects way more out of himself. I don't like to see Tanaka mad at himself. Wowie, wow, wow, wowie, wow, wow. Can you imagine the demons going through his head at night, listening to some like sad K-pop? His wife's trying to make him dinner, and he's just not interested. She's FaceTiming him because she's in Japan on tour. She's telling him all about the sold-out shows she's playing, asking him how his day went. Shut the fuck up! I don't care about your K-pop! 
<laughs> Wait, is Tanaka your mother from New York now? <laughs> I don't care about your K-pop. I had a horrible day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tanaka, come on, man. Do better. Be better. That's all I got. You know, I don't like to to dwell on the motherfucker. Yeah. You're like up. a band-aid. That Wowie Wow Wow thing I just did, that's a that's a really good Christopher Walken SNL skit that you'd you'd like. Nice. It's a the the cameraman. He's he's this like old school romantic guy in like a robe and has like nice things in his apartment. And the camera itself is supposed to be like a woman he's seducing. It's really good. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, oh please use the bathroom. And get yourself freshened up, and then like <laughs> see the camera in the bathroom, and he light on the other side of the mirror. He lights up a cigarette. It's a two-sided mirror. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, good. yeah, we like Christopher Walken. He's my Yankee motherfucker, Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, um, dude, I'm giving it to Didi. Screw it. Wow. But a couple of the ancillary pieces could have gotten it. I'm I'm looking at you, Tyler Austin. But, uh, dude, Dee is in an 0 for 23 slump, 0 for 13 that series. It's Something's going on because he's late on fastballs. He's late, dude. He was that fastball. He got two of them that were, like, low in the zone, 94 miles per hour, that in April he hit them for home runs. I, I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. It was ruthless. He was just following them off. He's, he's a little off right now. Paul O'Neill was saying it's a little loop in his swing. I think we saw him trying to figure it out with going with an opposite field contact approach, which supposedly gets everyone out of every slump they're in. Like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? They're like, oh, he's slumping right now. He's just got a good wood drive it the other way. <laughs> what? That gets you out of every slump? And he did a little bit of that, but it's it's tough, man. You're, you're the three-hitter in our lineup. You earn that with your April. And, uh, you know, it, it handcuffed a little bit this series. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried. Like a lot of people in my periscope are saying that they need to give Didi a day off. No, he's a starter. He'll work his way through. He'll make the adjustment. He'll figure it out. I'll watch a lot of tape. He'll figure it out. He's Didi. He's fine. But everyone in baseball goes through slumps. There's never been a, there's never been a baseball player who's avoided a slump in their career. It's impossible. Yes. I will say this. You hear about all these batters making adjustments, you know, like changing their approach, getting going. Why? Like okay, I, I don't. I know you. You don't want me to bring this up. No one wants me to bring this up. I want you to bring it up, Jim. Why didn't Chris Carter try that last year? Like, oh we, no, we, I didn't think we were going there. See, we never once heard him say, "I'm going to try and change my approach." Because <laughs> he can't. That's why he's Chris Carter. Uh, all right, we won't get into it. It's just so bad. Just so inept. Just so bad. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah, I don't know where. Um. My next awards. Do you do you see like a DD day off or anything like that coming up? No, that's what I just said. I don't. He's a starter. He's an everyday player. Let him play out of it. His defense is still valuable. Dude, did you see the double play he turned with DD where he like was sideways? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, my next award. Okay, and it goes to this award goes to a professional professional. You don't want me to do this guy? No, I do. I'll change it. I'll change it. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. This award goes to a professional, professional, professional. So what's the award name? He's a professional's professional, professional. Okay. Neil Walker, obviously. Disco Neil. Dude, D 
Did you see when he took the walk on Thursday night and the guy in the front row just started grooving? Did you see that? Yeah. Because I posted it. You saw it? It's contagious, man. Dude, he's just spreading the fever. Disco Neil. Like, Barnes went down 2-0, then 3-0. It's like, what are you doing, Barnes? Do you not understand the stakes at which you're messing around with right now? Neil Walker starts rallies. He's a rally starter. The other loss we had where Aaron Judge was benched. Uh, with what Tyler Austin's been doing lately, I, I think everyone expected to see Neil Walker get the start at first. He still came in, uh, drew a big walk tonight, also had a big strikeout. Uh, that was such a filthy pitch by Joe Kelly. It was a, and it was a great at-bat. He went down 0-2. He fought it back to 2-2. And I think that was the first changeup Joe Kelly threw. I didn't even know he had one in his arsenal. And it was 80, 85 miles per hour and moves like an old Greg Maddox two-seamer. Do you see the do you see the way that Joe Kelly walks off the mound there, like chomping on his gum? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Just a handsome, handsome, strong boy. Can't trust anyone with two first names. Y- y- Yankees ain't gonna like me. The way Joe Kelly just walks off the mound chomping his gum like that, I I like. Okay. Like it makes me laugh. If he was on my team, I'd just think it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like that's his celebration. He looks like that skeleton when the jaw drops and then it just bobbles like. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you did really good with that noise. <laughs> Not as well that time. Well, that's what he looks like, but he's chomping gum, just walking off the mound. I kind of like it, but I I hate Joe Kelly. I hope we, I hope he dies. Whatever. Okay. Whoa. Eventually, a old age, and he had lived a great life, but he lived I, a happy, a fulfilling life. I wouldn't wish. I wouldn't wish forever life on anyone. Tuck everlasting. Right. We're just gonna go live in the woods and hide from people because we'd see every war. That's hell, man. Spoiler. Guy in the yellow trench coat comes playing his little flute, kills us or some shit. Forget how that movie ends. Maybe not a spoiler then. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> just rumors. But people were like, wasn't everyone just saying to DFA Neil Walker? And like, yes, we were. And it was almost justified. It was like, fair. It was fair at the time. It wasn't being out of control. But he has taken advantage of Tyler Austin's suspension. Like, geez, that Tyler Austin suspension. You said it last episode. Like, that could be the biggest turning point in the guy's career. Because he, he's probably going to get sent back down now. Neil Walker has secured his spot. Because it's not like this is the first time we're seeing this from Neil Walker. It's like, no, this is who Neil Walker is. He's back to it now. And uh, what's this to say when you were scoffing at the whole um, Neil Walker doesn't – like the two weeks of spring training, he might not be ready. It seems like maybe the dude needed a couple more weeks of spring training. Well, he kind of raked at spring training. I don't know. Um, that's tough to say. Okay, so Brett Gardner needed more spring training if you're going to say that. Um, no, Brett Gardner started the t- first two weeks of the season off real hot. Yeah, and then he got really cold, so he needed another month and a half of spring training. Everyone was cold. It was a late winter. Hey, what position did Neil Walker play tonight? Third base to end it. I had a <laughs> – I was going to say I had a come-to-God moment. Holy cow. Um, haven't met him. But I was just sitting around thinking. You may, you, you may have. Don't rule that out. And, yeah, it's true. I was sitting around thinking because the roster thing has been looming on everyone on Twitter's mind. In the back of my head, Andujar is going to go down for a little bit. Drury comes up. But I was thinking, man, you're going to see 
a lineup this year against right-handed pitching with Neil Walker playing third base. And it's going to Gary at catcher, Greg Bird at first, Glibber, Drury, whoever you want to work into second base, Didi, Neil, Gardy, San Judge, Hicks, blah, blah, blah. All right. And that could that could become a semi-regular lineup for us. Here's my response. As soon as you tweeted that, I thought it was so stupid. I said, yep. I said, Neil will never, that'll never happen. Now I offer you a sincere apology. You mm-hmm. were you were one day ahead of me. I wasn't in Fuck your mother. <laughs> I wasn't enlightened. Uh it could happen. It might happen. I don't think it's an everyday. I don't think it'll be common, like every righty. Uh, I can see it happening. I still don't I think, think it, I don't I don't, you, I don't think it'll be like every righty like cuz there's a lot of righties out there. Yeah, and the, because you're exiling a couple guys if you do that. But if that lineup does its thing, you you could see it. And man, Neil got his first grounder to third. It wasn't an easy one, and he was just like he was a professional of professionals professionally. You do you know? think that he's worked his way into like I see him more working his way into okay, dude, you're a great pinch hitter, and you can play any you can play any position in the infield besides short. We can we can throw you into any spot to start this rally, like they did the, two of these games. Jake, he pinch hit. He didn't start two of these games. Yeah, I I think I think that'll put him there because he's better qualified to do that. Yeah, I think that so. makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Um, I. I openly like Neil Walker and I can see him in a, in a role slightly above that where he pulls it, pulls a few starts. All right. Well, we're running very, we're running late. We won't rush it. Cause I hate when we rush it, but we're not rushing. We have a lot more to do. Give your next award. That's give your first award. That was my award. I'll give my first award and it builds right off of you. It's the fuck Neil Walker award. And wait, wait timeout, <laughs> timeout. What just happened with your voice there? Fuck Neil Walker word. It hurt me to say that because my voice has never said those words. Okay. It goes to Tyler Austin. You think? Because he's handing it out. We, I mean, a week ago, I think a week and a half ago, you were right. We were we were talking about DFAing Neil. I gave the a mockumentary joke saying, giving Neil Walker the, oh yeah, he was on the 2018 Yankees award. Man, with his position flexibility which is huge nowadays with Tyler Austin's somewhat limited position eligibility. I know he can play some corner outfield, but outfield's already got enough going on. And he's in a little bit of a slump right now due to kind of the suspension. I don't know if these injuries lingering. He's down to 234-306 OBP. And he's just like Didi and can we start calling ourselves baseball guys? Sure. Okay. I, I think if you're a baseball guy, you can see that. You could see that Didi and Tyler Austin were off at the plate today and throughout the series. Yes, uh, Gregorius, you, they, he had the loop thing. He was just off, and and not by a result. You're saying like just by watching their swing, because anyone yes. can see by result, obviously. Yes, T- Tyler Austin and Didi both got fastballs that, if they're right, they normally handle very well, and they could not this series. And yeah, you're right. When when the roster game starts coming into play, and if if Bird had to come up tomorrow, Tyler Austin's down. So it'll be interesting to see how injuries play off or how potential trades play in. But, uh, yeah, if <laughs> if Craig Bird could have came back <laughs> a week and a half ago, we would have had a <laughs> shitstorm of a conversation on our hands. But now that's seemingly all gone, James. Things play themselves out. All right, so my next award is the 
I never lost faith, and I still haven't lost faith. Award. Guess who this is going to? The Gardener. I hate Brett Gardner. I hate Brett Gardner. Yeah, Gardy man. I mean, the numbers are still not there. You can tell his swing is getting there. He is seeing balls. He's having good at bats. He's hit some balls. That triple. That triple deserves an award. Off Ki- yeah. off, off Kimbrel. That triple deserves an award. Three two count. And he in the the day before he had a walk. He, he's he's like five games in a row. He came up in big moments and didn't fail. The triple. He had another double. Another double went off the top of the wall, right? Yeah, he had two doubles in that second game. Scored runs on both of them. Judge hit him in. Then Stan hit him in. So Gardner's a pro. He's going to turn it around. I think like last episode, I guaranteed he would turn it around, and I still think he's going to turn it around. And dude, he will never get respect. From the casual fan. No respect. I should have named it that. I should name the award. You will never get respect from the casual fan award. I'm, I'm, you, um, you don't allow changes to award names, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not a stickler. <laughs> okay. This name, this award is being changed to you will never get respect from the casual fan. Gardner just will never be appreciated by people that come and go. Yeah. S- my, my sister had a couple good funny texts this weekend. Or she was like, she doesn't get to catch a ton of the games. And she was like, oh, Gardner. Okay. Yeah. Re- recognize him. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then she, she had a fun, when she said that he's still crazy fast, which true. 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 Uh, the other thing that she pointed out, which I, I'll throw it out to you, throw it out to the nation. Does Boone have a little Joe Torrey vibe? Yeah. My sister was saying yeah. he ages and he, he grows out that nose. And yeah. He's there. Yeah. I've done side-by-side pictures and stuff. He looks a lot like Troy. Did you give him a big nose? He kind of already has a big nose. He just doesn't have a fat face around it yet. Give him a big nose. All right. Yeah, he definitely looks like Tori. A lot of people have said that, including your sister. Right, cool. She's smart. You're smart. All right. Next award. You're up. Guardy. You, you've still got Guardian against lefties. He was in there this week. He did good. I think he has – I think, dude, I think he does – I think what he does, he does really well. He's good. Even yeah. when not getting hits, he does a lot of other things really well for the team. I like what you said, Jim. All right. Next award. Jimmy. Jimmy. Next award. Another very prominent award. Another very prominent award. Ah, I, w- I was going to give this to Neil. <laughs> um, no, let's go with the, hey, why don't I love you award? And it goes to Aaron Hicks. And I, I was going to sing the, what was that other song? Hey, you don't love you like they, I love you. They don't love you like I love you. I think it's they don't love was, you like I love you. Was that like a garage band song or something like that? I don't know. Feel like I remember crying into a microphone saying yeah, that. Yeah, it's actually it's Beyonce, according apparently. <laughs> what? They don't love you like I love you. Uh, so you want to change it? I don't love you like they love you. No, Beyonce sings that. What are you talking about? That's what it's telling me. That's like it. No, it's like it. It's like a rock song. It's like Weezer or something like that. Either way, either way, my lyrics weren't right. And it was the Why Don't I Love You Award. And it goes to Aaron Hicks. I have an obsession with center fielders. He has a great arm. He has speed. He's a switch hitter. 
He's like, in theory, he's a B-squad Bernie Williams. And I have no love for this guy, essentially because, A, he's a guest hitter. He takes weird routes to the ball. His approach at the plate is scary. And I know you and me aren't the best to have this conversation. We, we've even threatened to bring more of the Talking Yanks team on just to talk Hicks because a lot of his advanced stats are there. But, man, his approach at the plate can be so frustrating sometimes. I don't have any trust in him, really, which is unfair. This is a hard conversation. I wish I could be the one to be like, no, no, because I feel exactly how you feel. I don't think that Hicks is bad. I don't think he should be run out of town or benched. I just think he's like JBJ. He's a step up from JBJ. He's like Josh Reddick on the Astros. Josh Reddick's a good comparison. I don't – his – his like he had a he had an at bat, and he he it was a big at bat in the second game I think, and he swung his fucking heart out because he never takes half swings because he's a guest hitter so he decides okay I'm gonna swing at this next pitch because I think it's this, and he swung and missed at two curveballs in the dirt that he thought were gonna be fastballs. Then he gets to three two and he guesses that the guy's gonna throw junk in the dirt and he takes right down the middle and it's like yeah. i can't watch that approach man like i know that your numbers aren't terrible this season you're getting on base i know he makes fantastic catches but they're always at the end of weird routes um like watching Jaco- like okay so jacoby the most hated man jacoby wow. took jacoby took nice routes to balls uh jbj nice routes gardner even takes nice routes hicks will make the catch but only because he's backed up by like speed and he will hit every now and then only because he's backed up by guessing right, which is just a numbers game. And he will take a lot of walks because he's backed up by pitchers throwing balls because he doesn't swing a lot because he's always guessing. So like nothing that he does, I think, is an accumulation of like the base like like you know how we say Glibber is he's just a baseball player. It seems like Hicks is the exact opposite in my brain and he's just like working the system. <laughs> Yeah, and I – oh, dude, I totally forgot to tell you this. I dreamed up of a new stat. Oh, wow, awesome. This is huge. Okay, let's hear it. So, so know how they have quality starts for starting pitchers? Uh-huh. We're going to do, like, good good games for batters. Like a full, like it, a full game? Because they have yeah, quality so, at bats. So, like, know how, you know, Giancarlo has – you know, he has that four for four game. He has two for four games, and then he has a bunch of offers. Yeah. So we need we need a way to quantify, like, who has the most just, like, quality good games. Like, you didn't make an error. You got him base at least once. Like, something like that. So let me – let me we'll, th- let me throw we'll you have, like, a bad game. Stat. Let me throw you out of line. One for four, three strikeouts with a home run. So that's the thing where you need to tie in, like, the cool – with a home run, absolutely. Home run, like the, home run was in slop time, and the three strikeouts were in press time. You can, if you want to factor in the there is a pressure number, you can do that. Like, I don't think that's well. Don't you because, think? Don't you think? Because at-bats? I, I think I think the goal of the stat would be if everyone on your team did what you did. In theory, the team would win. So maybe it's either you have to score a run, have an RBI, or something like that, or get on base two plus times or something of that nature. So how about, how about this? How about this? You need two, you need two nicks in your column, whether it's a hit, a run, an RBI, a walk, those four things. You could get penalized too. What if you have some errors, things like that? This is an at bat. 
No, I'm talking good game. It's oh, a good game oh, stat. Yeah, oh. bro. Well, okay. What about at bats? Like you just need two things. So like, say you go over full over two, but you score two runs. Say you have a hit and a walk. That's good. Say you have no hits, but two walks. That's good. Say you have um, two runs scored, but no hits, two hits, it's no been, run. Two. It's going to be need- like. All right. So let's, if we, if we go two tallies, okay. in this third game. That would mean Brett Gardner had a good game because he had a run, an RBI, and a walk. Judge had a good game because he had three walks and an RBI. Um, that would mean Didi, he went 0 for 5 with one Bad RBI. Bad game. Stanton went 1 for 4 with no runs, RBIs, walks. Bad game. Gary, Bad game. 0 for 2 but with two walks. Good game. Yeah. Uh, Andujar, 1 for 4, and he scored one run. The run kind of isn't like on you though. That's maybe that one. Should take, right? Maybe the, that's, maybe take but that. But some one runs are. That's we'll we'll workshop this another time. But we're on to something. Okay, we're done with awards. Uh yeah. I wanted I, I wanted to give Glibber some love and just like this was gonna be my award if I if if you stole my others and I needed to give him one. It was just like I'm sorry, but I don't think of you as a pro as a rookie anymore. Yeah. Like I, the, uh, oh, well, he's a rookie excuse. It doesn't even enter my brain. Like, oh, I hope he comes through because he's a rookie. No, dude. Glibber, you have a great approach. You have a great eye. You have, uh, worked your way out of where like Andy Hart still gives me the rookie shakes. Yeah. He, and he kind of showed it and he's, he's starting to show it. His numbers are starting to dip a little bit. And Tyler Austin, even when he was like hitting really well, still had like a little bit of those rookie shakes. Yeah. Glibber, I mean, he's cemented himself in my mind as a player. And if he starts slumping for two weeks or so, maybe that'll change. But Isn't that the crazy thing? We've, we've seen Glaber for three weeks, and we are saying all these good things. He is going to hit a slump at some point, and that's that's going to be an interesting thing to, to see how he handles that. Because also the way they talk about him, He's we we just said that every player goes through slumps, but the way he's supposed to adjust to every pitcher and things like that, he seems like a a, a non slumping player. I, w- I will also say exist. I will also say defense doesn't slump, and his defense is way above like yeah. Andujar's defense. Even if like he's slumping, it's not enough. To... You you compared him to Cano. I've got him above Cano, man. He's he's cleaner. Mm, dude, I watched the Seattle game last week, and I just watched Cano make a couple plays, like turn a double play, and then I watched Cano in the batter's box. I forgot how smooth that dude is. He, he's cool. He's so cool. He looks so he's, cool. He's, he's all-time cool team second baseman. Like, him and Griffey are up there for cool. Yeah. Who else is up there on all cool team? Uh, Joe Kelly, obviously. <laughs> Chopping on that gum like a skeleton uh, with a loose jaw. Ellsbury. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We could come up with an all-cool team next show. Like, okay, say you need, like, all, like, smooth. Duque's up there. <laughs> Duque's probably up there for a pitcher. All There's a lot of crazy pitchers. All smooth and cool team, right? And then, like, you put them against, like, Todd Frazier. Todd, no, Todd Fra- oh, Todd oh. Todd Frazier. Nothing he does is smooth. Like his batting is like herky jerky oh. as hell. Tyler Clippert is just a straight up nerd. See, yeah, I was going like more so smooth smooth as in cool team versus like just the worst people team. Like I had my bullpen falling out as like John Rocker, Joe Kelly, 
No, I was um, going like these guys make baseball look sexy and cool, and these okay. guys make it look like how Jake looks when he's in bed. Okay, so the other team is the Hunter Pence team. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Pence, Todd Frazier. Okay. Yeah, those guys. Okay, Eckstein. Yeah. All right, yeah. We'll, we'll workshop that a little more. Now, we didn't just do a whole like not white versus white situation kind of, did we? Excuse me? Oh, like the cool, the cool team is <laughs> just a bunch yeah. of Dominicans and black players with swagger, and then that's like the we, that's what we said. <laughs> yeah, I think we just ran ourselves into a problem there. Who's a cool white guy? <laughs> I was going to say Jeter's like half, but that's almost too literal and doesn't help the situation. Like Ichiro falls on the cool team. But he's not white. He throws up there on the all cool team. He's probably not. Uh, okay, so for for everyone listening that grasps this concept of smooth and cool, and they make baseball look like an art. Greg Bird, Greg Bird's swing is smooth and cool. Vlad, I've got Vlad over Ichiro in right field. They're both not white. We're looking for a white guy. Oh, you still want a cool white guy? I don't know. People would say like Jim Edmonds. Yeah. Babe Ruth. <laughs> Babe Ruth, big swinging dick on Ruth. All right. Okay, that's the end of the show. Uh, we have Oakland coming up, and Oakland. I hope this isn't a trap series. That's all I'm going to say. They have, like, Brett Anderson, who's been a reliever. Uh, they don't even know who's pitching on uh, tomorrow, and Andrew Triggs. So, um, Brett Anderson, we knocked out of the first inning last year when he was with the Cubs, I think. Yeah. He's on the list. Uh, we haven't listed a pitcher in a while. This seems like a great team to go in, but they have some hitters. The, the middle of their lineup is pretty good. I don't have stats. I don't think we should do that because we kind of half-ass it anyway. If you haven't. Yeah, let's let's talk about some, some of the fun things. Sonny against his old team in the first start. How about that? So much turnover in Oakland that he – how many of those are his teammates? A good amount, a good amount, a good amount, but yeah. Domingo's second start and then Seve, so – you, you do well in those first two. You got Seve versus Brett Anderson for game three. So you we circling the first one? At the stadium. I'm circling the first one just because of Sonny. The game that might be the most fun would be game two with Andrew Triggs and Herman. That could turn into turn into something, turn uh, into a fireworks show. Herman, Herman goes three hitless innings. He's got nine hitless innings in a row. Oh, heavy. Um, yeah, got, got to take care of business against the A's. Like you said, have to be worried about the trap. If you're, if you're Boone going in the series, what are you saying to the team, Jim? Uh, get to work. Good job, guys. Love you. Have some fun. I'm, I'm going with basically what I started with. Good series. Great stretch. Let's keep it going into Oakland tomorrow. Wow. There you are. Just showed Jake an ugly picture of me from when I was 14. My friend. That's when you were hot. (laughs) Tough. Okay, that's it. That is the someone just sent that to me, so that was bizarre. Nice. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we're having a lot of fun. The Yankees are having a lot of fun. Talking Yankees is having a lot of fun. Hit a really good number. I know I tweeted it and I said it on Instagram uh, last week. We hit a really good number for listeners that we're trying. We're starting to hit some goals that we set up for the season. So if you didn't hear me say thank you on Twitter or Instagram, I just want to make sure that you hear it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for those that support us with reviews ratings t-shirt sales and telling other people to listen really appreciate it hope we keep going hope that the yankees keep winning fun 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 love this team tell them grandma
Chao, Yankees. Chao, Yankees.